Why, oh, why is my computer so slow? Does Apple want me to buy a new computer? God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I got this computer a year ago, not much longer than a year ago, and it's already acting like a little bitch. Coincidental, maybe, but it happened right when they brought out the new the new iMac. Oh. They had a software update, and then all of a sudden, my computer's running real slow. Well, welcome to another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. Also known as My Computer's Okay, My Computer's Not Okay. Right. Hey, 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 Apple, here's my money. But what's the alternative? You're going to get a PC now? They've no. they've enslaved us. We've been enslaved. I mean, sometimes you open your mouth, and all that falls out is the truth, <laughs> and... I think that's what happened. Despite my best intentions. We'll talk think talk about being enslaved. So last night, does this ever happen to you? I had a dream that I was working for an old job that I did not like, and I dream seemingly dreamed about it all night. I woke up this morning exhausted because I was in a fucking nightmare loop. Does that ever happen to you? I had a dream last night where I was hanging out. I don't know what was going on. It was like some sort of costumery situation where we were all wearing <laughs> costumes. Okay. So I was kind of like unrecognizable maybe, or maybe I, I don't know if I had a mask on, but uh, my ex-girlfriend Sandra Bullock showed up in the dream and she was young and hot and proceeded to sit on my lap and uh, we were having a nice old time. And I was like, oh, maybe things are going to heat up a little bit. It was a nice dream. Wow. She was wearing like a cheerleader uniform. Oh. Now, is this a dream that you tell your wife about? Or is this a dream that you let ride into the private sunset of your mind? Yeah. I'll let you guess. <laughs> and here's what you can do. You can bet all the money you have on the outcome of that bet. And yeah. you're going to win. Well, you know, she has her versions of those dreams. And uh, you don't want to hear those either. <clears throat> nope, I don't. You can be categorized in the two different kinds of people in the world. I wonder where you sit on this. There are people who believe that their dreams are significant and meaningful, and they want to understand the meaning of their dreams. That's one group of people. The other group of people just enjoy the strange ride that is the dream and assign no meaningful significance to them. I would be one of those people. I don't think there's much to be learned I don't think there's anything interesting or salient you can put together about your crazy dreams that will help you in your conscious life. But do you believe that dreams are significant? No. Like someone might hear that dream and go, well, you're with a younger version of a a girlfriend that you had. And maybe you're pining for that time. That was a happy time in your life, but you're wearing a mask and you're the same age you are now, but they're younger. So maybe it's this fear of aging, this fear that while this other person's life has remained in this great place, your life has moved on. Someone could look at all that and write books about it and charge people money for it and grift their whole lives selling people that their fucking insane dreams are meaningful. But yeah, but, but here's the thing. Is it a grift? Because you can like my, my wife believes in dreams. She believes in, she like reads tarot cards for people, but here's what she is. She's deeply intuitive. She gets a lot of information by looking at someone and seeing how they react to what she's saying. And subconsciously, 
or her subconscious is taking all that information, putting it together, and then coming up with ideas that lots of times are really accurate. And you would go, well, are you getting that from those cards? No, you're not getting it from the cards. Are you getting it from the dreams? No, you're not getting it from the dreams. But if you're an intuitive person and you're able to access all of the data that's coming into your subconscious, you can come up with incredible theories and and solutions and ideas um, using all kinds of different methods. And then people would say, oh, tarot is magical or Ouija is magical or what, you know, dreams are magical, but it's not. Those are just the things that you use to get more information about the person that you're dealing with. And, uh, and you can, you can easily, I mean, not easily, but if you have that ability, you can, you can come up with stuff and yeah, but I don't think it's, I don't think there's any magic. I don't, I'm not superstitious. I I think there's an explanation for most of it. I imagine you could learn more by asking someone what they believe their dream meant than just them telling you the strange facts of their dream. Yeah. I mean, again, it might mean something. It might not. I don't know. The overriding thing in all of it is I don't care. <laughs> so right. if if you're if the number one thing in your brain is don't give a shit, then all of the rest of it doesn't matter. So I think what you and me are when it comes to dreams is the first thing is the fir- the pole position in that race is don't give a fuck. And so it doesn't matter who's second, third, or fourth, because they they're coming in after first place, which is don't give a fuck. Right. Dude, you and me are in first place and our car is no shits given. We're number one. Damn, once again, the winner is Cliff and Bob riding their car. Go fuck yourself with your bullshit. But the thing is, if you're going to be locked into what felt like a fucking 12-hour loop, you want it to be something interesting. And if it is going to be nightmarish, have it be some strange dalliance with Satan or something. Instead of, I was working in a guitar shop that I didn't like very much, and I didn't like my bosses very much, but they weren't monsters. It was just very normal. And in the dream, I'm just ringing people up for guitar straps and shit. I'm helping them buy strings. I wasn't in some dungeon. I was just doing mediocre shit at a mediocre, shitty guitar store that I worked in 15 or 20 years ago. And that was my whole night. I woke up feeling... A little ripped off. Dude, so you had a dream last night of your life 15 years ago. Which is what you had last night. And I had a dream where I was also 15 or 20 years ago. Your dream, though? Sandra Bullock in a cheerleading outfit at a party sitting on your lap? Nice. Nice dream. My favorite dreams are where I'm like friends with celebrities. I have this reoccurring dream where me and and Dave Matthews are buddies. Oh, I like that. And then I wake up and I'm like sad because we're not really... I've had versions of that. But uh, in the dreams we are, we know each other pretty well, and we're happy to see each other. What kind of things are you doing? Just hanging out, doing what friends do. Little this, little that. I occasionally will have a dream that I'm on the cast of The Real World, for example, or Saturday Night Live. Okay. And in the dream, the first few episodes are about to air, and in the dream, I'm saying things to the people around me like, my whole life's about to change. Right, And I'm sort of excited about this new life that's about to pop off because I'm on SNL now. Uh, Waking up from those isn't the most pleasant feeling. Some dreams you wake up from and you're glad you woke up. I have dreams where something has happened to my kid 
or in my marriage and <clears throat> almost nothing has felt better than waking up from that shit. My favorite dream to wake up from is where I'm going to prison. Yeah, I have those. I'm going to prison, dude. And then I wake up from the dream and I'm like, oh, sweet morning. Oh, sweet morning. <laughs> oh, sweet morning. Come and take me away. <laughs> those are good mornings. Oh, that's a good morning, dude. Because you just appreciate your freedom and your life. Dude, I don't even like... What did I watch? Oh, I've been watching Mr. In Between on Hulu, which is fantastic. I watched all three seasons in like four days. But there's a scene in it where he goes to jail and his cellmate's a dude who ended up having to go to jail because he was trying to text his ex-girlfriend and she put a restraining order on him. And he texted her and because he texted her, he had to go to prison. And this dude was not built for prison. He was just basically me. And he was just trying to get along and he said he called some guy champ he was like hey thanks champ thanks champ and i guess that means dick sucker in prison and then that dude found him in the toilet and then stomped on his head until he was maybe dead or almost dead wow and i was like yeah but the scene with him in prison was like uh that would be me dude i would just be so worried the whole time dude in that movie shot collar i thought you had recommended me shot collar but i don't think you've seen it it's real similar to brawl and cell block 99 this dude this dude who's not really fit for jail but he's a bad motherfucker but he's never been in jail he's got to go pretend to be a bad guy in jail and the first night before they put everyone in their cells they have this like big common room that they all sleep in and the whole deal is like all the new guys that came in that day they're like, just wait for tonight, man. Tonight's when we find out who's going to cut it in this bitch. And dude, when those lights go out and those guards leave, there's a whole scene. It's it's real scary. My favorite thing that I know about you is your thing would be, oh, when's night's out? Oh, it's in 10 minutes? Okay, <laughs> hold up. Got to go to the, make a little trip to the, to the little boy's room. Yep. And then you just go in there and you shit on the ground and you take that shit and you're just rubbing it all over your body. That's and then you're walking back to your bunk. Maniacal laughter. Covered from head to toe in your own shit. And then you're like, hmm, I want, let's see what happens tonight, guys. But here's my deal, though. There's a that's that's one part. It's oh, two part. No, there you cut yourself, yeah. and then you rub the shit, and you're cut. <laughs> because there's gonna be someone there that's turned on by the fact that I'm covered in shit. They're gonna be like, this guy. Yeah, they're gonna anything. smell the poop, and they're gonna get an erection. But you cut, and I would need to procure a shiv, and I would probably have to suck a dick to do that. So anyway, I'm already fucked in there. But but you cut a little bit of your <laughs> rib, so the little bit of rib is showing, and you rub the shit in there while you're laughing maniacally because no one wants yeah. to fuck with that nobody wants to fuck with somebody who's showing a rib and laughing <laughs> if you're showing a rib and you're laughing you're like well there, there's nothing i could do here yeah a few things are just really crucial number one the maniacal laughter has to be there you can't be like sobbing while you do it or scared of doing it two there's got to be some bone some exposed bone dude my favorite thing about this mystery in between show is every time shit's about to get like anytime a normal person would look terrified or shit would be about to be terrifying he just gets this giant grin on his face because he's a psycho uh it's not even that he's a psycho he just that's you know like i have this thing if if i get into a situation where i'm like where i'm really uncomfortable 
I kind of start laughing yeah. a little bit. Isabel does that too. So I think his thing is when shit gets real, like it's about to go off. He just has this thing where he just grins. It's such a great, the guy, the actor in this series is just phenomenal. He's so incredible. Like he's so believable. And it's, it's such a weird thing because he's not in good shape and he plays a guy who's like, you know, a badass fighter and stuff. He's a criminal hitman kind of guy. And he gets in these fights. And at, at a certain point, you're just like, well, you, this is a dude that if you fuck with him, he's kind of like the Vince Vaughn character in, in Brawl and Cellbuck 99. Like, you know, anybody that comes up against this guy is going to get his ass handed to him. And that's the way you feel about this mystery in between guy. But then he takes off his shirt and you're like, this guy has zero. He's like Tony Soprano. He's like zero muscle. Yeah. But you still believe it because the acting is so good. That's the magic of fiction, isn't it? Well, you when you have an actor that's so good, like Pesci in anything really, but Pesci, like especially in Goodfellas, like at no point do you go, oh, that's an actor acting like a tough guy. You just assume that Pesci is going to murder whoever he fucks with. I mean, whoever dude, fucks with Pesci is going to get murdered. What's scarier than him saying funny how? Funny like oh a clown? Oh, God. You, oh that, my god, our, dude! That scene is the best one. That's one of the best scenes of all movies. I'll never forget. You know that what did that come out early '90s? So I was a kid. I, I was on a pretty long leash. I was watching shit like that unsupervised, and I actually remember the feeling I had when that scene started to turn into that. Like they're all laughing. You can kind of tell they don't like each other, but then that funny how funny like a clown shit. You're just like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> That's some good cinema, man. Dude, and then it switches to, it's a joke again, and you can just see the, the relief, relief on Ray, Ray, yeah. Ray Liotta's face. And then, oh, it's not a joke no, again. No, never was. Oh, my God, Never dude. was a joke. Pure, <laughs> pure cinema. Like, that's pure capturing magic in a bottle. Yeah. And Scorsese used to do that on the reg, dude. Yeah, he was a he master did it of on it. the reg. He did it again after that. I mean, he did it again with Casino. Casino has a lot of moment. I, Casino, and sometimes I think might be my favorite, like gangstery movie. But he was a master of that, dude. It, go revisit Taxi Driver, man. I revisited that recently. God damn, it's it's like a miracle that movie was even made. It's crazy. For a while, he could do no wrong. His big stumble was bringing out the dead. It was just a movie that just didn't work, and then. And that's when you were like, oh, this guy's, um, he's not he's immortal. Human. Yeah, he's human. He's a human. Yeah. But then, and then he did some stuff after that that was fine. But then he's just made some really giant blunders since then. Well, <clears throat> The Departed was great. Generally considered great. Won Oscars, et cetera. Yeah, but even The Departed, I'm, I'm not crazy about Nicholson in that. I know, that's what everyone says. It's bunch of that's whack that's a whack opinion it's just it's great he's just it. too he's too cartoony it's like a cartoon in a like the rest of that movie's so good fucking mark Wahlberg, fucking mm-hmm. just matt great. damon leonardo dicaprio man uh, they're all great alec baldwin's great in it they're all great yeah and then jack nicholson's just doing the jack nicholson thing which is fine but Right next to those other performances, it just seems like a character. You know, it's one of his movies that everyone loves. It's like considered one of his greats, 1980, Raging Bull, that I did not like. 
And Joe Pesci's in that. I don't like boxing movies. I never really even liked Rocky. I mean, Raging Bull is top 10 yeah. for me, movies of all time. Did you like the Rocky films? Loved Rockies. Dude, Rocky 1 and 2 I saw in the theater, and Rocky 3. I saw all three in the theater. And dude, when those movies were over, I just remember being going, I remember it happened like it happened yesterday where I was just in the street with my buddies and we we're just like boxing and jumping up and down and we we're so happy. <laughs> Dude, it was, those movies were amazing. Those were, those were for a, for a teenage boy, those were the best movies of all time. How about Sylvester Stallone writing that? How about it winning an Oscar? Incredible. That's pretty, it's a pretty incredible story. But I don't. I don't think it's anything against Rocky or or Sly or anything, dude. I'll watch First Blood, the first Rambo movie. I'll watch that anytime it's on forever. I love that movie. I don't know if it's any good. I just loved it when I was a kid. The end. Period. But I don't think I like boxing movies. I can't think of a boxing movie I like. What's the one with Christian Bale? Uh, the Fighter. Fighter is pretty good. I like boxing movies. I you're thinking of Million Dollar Baby? Oh That's my god, horrible. Oh Not my a good god. movie. I regret watching that. It's just so, so fucking depressing. What are some yeah. other big fighting movies? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did Southpaw. Didn't even see it. What else is there? I mean, just right. I mean, the 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 Creed movie was good that came out recently. I saw. Great. Yeah, I saw those. I don't know, dude. There was a pretty funny moment in the new Space Jam. Have you seen the new Space Jam? Let me check. <laughs> well, you my got calendar. a kid. I took Nova to see it. There was a pretty funny moment where so there's a lot of reference to the original michael jordan space jam of course it's lebron and it's lebron versus jordan who's the greatest of all time blah 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 which by the way the answer is michael jordan but there is a funny moment in the movie where they're losing to these intergalactic aliens and they're like you know who we need to go to earth and get because they're going to earth and getting players and they're like they never say his name they're like is it time to go get to go get him the man they're like yeah we got to go get him <clears throat> they go to earth and the shot starts at the shoes. They're wearing Jordans. And it's coming up. And like the whole idea is like they went and got Michael Jordan. You know, he's going to compete with LeBron. And it pans up and it's Michael B. Jordan, the actor. <laughs> They're like, that's not him, man. That's an actor. It's Michael B. Jordan. He's like, sorry, guys. I didn't know. I thought that was actually a pretty cute little fun moment. That's a good joke. How about being named Michael B. Jordan? Dude, I went I mean, to sure. I went to school with a guy named Michael Jackson, and his parents uh, yeah. named him that because they loved Michael Jackson. I mean, people, yeah. There's people that have. Dude, I just met a guy not very long ago, a singer songwriter, and he's about forty, and he was starting his career as a singer songwriter with his original name, and right before he was about to put out his first record, a record came out by another guy with his name. And so he had to change his name. What's the name? Because his name was John Mayer. <laughs> That's his real name is John Mayer. And yeah. right before he put out his record, John Mayer put out his first record, which was a huge success. Right. And then he was like, damn, what do I do? And he changed it to like, I think it's John Nelson. <laughs> wow. That's not so he changed he changed it to something. What's his name? John I don't know if Nelson. It's John Nelson. I feel like I'm I'm fucking up by getting his name wrong, but he, dude, and uh, that guy opened up for me in uh 
in at Hot Monk, and he was he was really good, and he was really funny, and a really nice guy, and he knows everybody I know. He knew Danny Malone. He knew Matt, the electrician. Well, he doesn't know me. I don't know any John Nelson. I don't. I don't know if it's John <laughs> Nelson. That's the thing. But he was doing this thing. So he watched a few of my songs, and he was like, "Man, I got, I'm going to have to leave before your show ends because I've got to take a a bus or something." He's doing this thing where he won't ride in a car for a year. Okay. So he he mostly rides a bike, and then he'll lock his bike up and then take a bus or take a train. And uh, why won't he ride a car? What's what's going on? He doesn't want to support cars because they're (laughs) fucking up the earth. And that's true. And buses aren't. Well, the thing is, you can put, you know, 200 people on a bus and the emissions from 200 cars versus one bus is there's no, you know what I mean? Oh, boy. Well, all right. That's it's not a no boy thing. I mean, it's it's a valiant thing. But I mean, if you watch, if you follow his Twitter, it's crazy. Like he's just, he's, tra- he's, he's got a guitar. He's on a bike with a guitar, dude. He's a real troubadour. Well, you're, he's a troubadour, but he's also a trooper. He's a troubadour. He's a state trooper on the side named John Mayer, but he's an artist on the other side named John Nelson. Dude, John Mayer. <laughs> Oh my That's god. That's some bad luck, man. And they came out at the same time. Like they started at the same time. That's some bad luck, you know? Happens. Man. What can you do? What can you do, man? Uh I was supposed to play Bonnaroo Friday. Whole festival canceled. Really? The hurricane, there's been a lot of flooding in Tennessee. Uh-huh. And the the farm they do it on is just completely waterlogged. They can't get any trucks or like no vendors, no band, no one can get there. So they oh, wow. they canceled the whole fucking thing. <laughs> And it's been really. I didn't fe- know Bonnaroo. I didn't know Bonnaroo had like country acts. Well, yeah, I mean, it's in Manchester, Tennessee, and it's it's mostly kind of pop music. But they, I thought they, Bonnaroo was mostly like hippie and jam stuff. It kind of is, but this chick that I play with, she's not really country. She's more like Jason Isbell, and Jason Isbell's kind of artist that would play Bonnaroo. No, I listened to her record, dude. That chick is country. She's got a country accent, but she, like Lucinda Williams would play Bonnaroo. You know what I mean? She's more like that. She's more like Jason Isbell. She's like hip. She's hipper, you know, than like Jason Aldean or some shit. I'm not. I'm not saying she's not hip. She's a country son. But her records sound more like Tom Petty than like popular country. Believe me, I write that shit every day. It's she, her shit's way cooler. I like it. I listened to it. I thought her music. I thought. I thought she's. A, I think she's really good. But man, <clears throat> it's been interesting watching all the people react to it. You know, a lot of people are like, "Hey, well, you can't predict hurricanes and." Better luck next year. Like, that's just some badass luck. That's some John Mayer putting out a record called John Mayer right before you put out your John Mayer record. But there are so many people that, and they're doing full refunds for everybody. But so many people are so mad at Bonnaroo. It's been really fascinating to see the outrage. Well, I was pissed off at Bonnaroo because we were supposed to go to a movie together like a couple weeks ago. And just at the last, I was out dressed. Like, I, I, got really dressed up for the for the movie and then Bonnaroo called and was like hey I can't make it mm-hmm. and I was like bitch I'm all dressed up right. I'm ready to go see this movie Space Jam and 
I was so pissed I didn't go see it. That's why I hadn't seen it yet. Hmm. And it's all Bonnaroo's fault. That motherfucker. I hate Bonnaroo. I also blame Bonnaroo. I looked at the lineup, dude. The lineup did not look good for me. It was the headliner. Uh, you know, every night was someone different, but it was stuff like Lizzo. You know, it was like Tame Impala, Lizzo. Just shit I don't care about. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. But I hate Tame Impala. My apologies if they're a fan of the show. And my apologies, too, because I've never really listened to their music. I've heard one song one time. But something about the name and something about how excited people are about Tame Impala, the band, with that name. And then in my head, when I do the math, people getting really excited for a band called Tame Impala. The math is GF. It's whatever the things are. And then the equal sign on the other is GFY. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter. And but the 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 equation Tame Impala is an, an, an that's an unknown because I've never listened to their music. I mean, I have a little bit. I've listened to it for, for two minutes. I mean, I do. But think, it's, so it's mostly unknown. I, I do think if you're going to have such a strong opinion, you should maybe listen to more of their music than one song. I don't really care about them, but I don't. I also don't care to the point that I don't listen, and I don't care that they're headlining anything. Well. I, I get too upset. I'm too upset to listen. Like, you know, like people too get really upset. Well, listen. people get really upset about Trump, but then they're not spending a lot of time doing a deep dive on Trump. They're just like, oh, I saw this one clip of him acting like a fucking dick. So I'm going to hate him forever. All right. So Friday night, <laughs> Foo Fighters, Megan the Stallion, Run the Jewels, Deftones. Uh, and then a bunch of bands I don't know. And then I was going to be in one of those bands. I would never go see any of those bands, but if I was playing that festival, I would probably go see all of those bands for at least oh, one Oh, man. Song. Well, Lana Del Rey was on Sunday. I mean, I love her. I would go see Lana Del Rey, for sure. I saw, I've seen her. Lizzo, the Saturday's Lizzo, Tame Impala, My Morning Jacket, who I do like, C-Easy, Jason Isbell, Phoebe Bridgers, who I do like, Incubus, Seven Lions. Sunday's Tyler, the Creator, Lana Del Rey, Lil Baby, Dead Mouse, Leon Bridges, Young the Giant, Brittany Howard. And then you know the um Bruce was actually telling me about this the uh the Talking Heads guitar players doing a project with Adrian Below that's supposedly pretty good they're playing Jerry Harrison. Anyway, speaking of Bonnaroo, we're out of time. We got to get out of here. Dude, speaking of Bonnaroo, we're out of time. More like Bayaroo. I know you wanted to achieve an orgasm, lady, lovely lady, but we're Bonnaroo. <laughs> Because I just came. So speaking of Bonnaroo, we're out of time. All right. Well, thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening. We're going to kick it to the Secret Weekly. We'll see you on the flip-flop. By the way, you can get the Secret Weekly in your normal iPod feed. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the letters I-O-K. Get on board. We'll see you on the flippity-floppity. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 